the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have an enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. We want to get into the Word of God. I say an interesting series will be running for the past weeks now, and we want to continue today. Why don't you pray with me as we get into the Word of God today? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your blessing. Thank you for the blessing of a new man, the gift of life. We don't take for granted. It's of your message we are not consumed. Your compassion fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Thank you for the benefit loaded in this man for us. The Bible said, blessed be God, who daily loaded us with benefits. Thank you for the benefits in this month. Thank you that every viewer now and those who watch it thereafter are connecting, are receiving their full package of your blessing loaded in this month for them in Jesus' precious name. In all our ways, you will keep us in perfect peace. We thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' matchless name. Amen and amen. You're welcome once again to Excel Service. We've been doing a teaching series from the book of Proverbs chapter 18, verse 16. Proverbs 18, 16. This is what scripture says. He says, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. A man's gift makes room for him. Your gift is designed to make room for you and to bring you into greatness, bring you into prominence, bring you into relevance. And I see you excel and Stretch yourself and be a blessing to your world through your gift. So we started by looking at the fact that all of us have been gifted by God. Every human being has been gifted by God. God has deposited gift in each and every one of us. And that gift is designed to uh, provide solutions and be a blessing to others. So by way of foundation and a little recap, we said that there are four important things that we need to be able to appreciate if you are going to excel and succeed through our gift. How can we succeed through our gift? Number one, we said we need to recognize our gift. You are gifted. Recognize it. Number two, you are gifted. Refine the gift. Number three is to release the gift. And that's what we are looking at today. We want to start by looking at releasing the gift. So you come back again with me to the book of Matthew 25. Matthew 25 is one of the tests we've been using. Matthew 25 verse 14 to 16 and then read from 24 to 30. It says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with it and made five talents. He that had received two also went and did the same. Let's go to verse 24. So five went to trade with it 
In other words, the one who received five talents released his gift. He traded with it. He became occupied with it. And then the one who received two went and also released his gift. Now let's look at the third category. Verse 24. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and I went and hid your talent in the ground. What a guy. He had forgotten that the gift once left, it left the hands of the giver, he was supposed to own the gift. He never took delivery of the gift. He never took ownership of the gift. He said, I went and I hid your talent. No, the, the talent was no longer his. He gave it to him. So it was supposed to be his property to do something with it. But he said, I went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with bankers. And at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given and he will have, have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away and cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. What a reaction. Come with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. He said, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of a power might, may be of God and not of us. The New International Version says, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We have this treasure. Type in the comment box, there is treasure in me. You have to understand that there's great treasure in you. That's the talent, that's the gift we are talking about. There's great treasure in you. He said, we have. It's not that you are going to get, you have. You need to be conscious of what you have already. The Bible says faith becomes effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing that is in you. There's treasure in you. Others may see you, your outer body, outer life as trash, but there's treasure in you. And when you learn to harness that treasure, the greatness in you will be released to bless humanity. It's amazing how the Lord or the master responded. He responded in anger. He said, you said, you call me wicked. You call me a mean man. If you knew very well I was wicked, you should have done better with my gift. So we are looking at releasing your gift. You need to release it. Don't only recognize the gift, refine it. And when the gift has been refined, you must take the next important step of releasing the gift. There are three general reasons why your gift must be released. There's treasure in you and it must be released. There's treasure in you, it must not die with you. There's treasure in you and you need to let it out. The Bible says, whosoever believeth in me, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. The rivers of living water trapped in the inside of you must be released to bring salvation, deliverance, and prosperity to men around you. Three general reasons why you must release your gift. Number one, releasing your gift is to bless others. You must release your gift to bless others. First Peter 4, verse 10. 
He says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace and its various forms. You are a faithful steward, and a faithful steward releases his gift. You must release your gift to bless others. That's the foremost reason why you must release your gift. Release it to bless others. Number two, release your gift to bless yourself or benefit yourself. Your gift is not just designed to bless others. It's also designed to bless you. Look at what the Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 19. He said, every man also to whom? God had given riches and wealth and had given him power to eat thereof and take his portion and to rejoice in his labor. This is a gift of God. It's a gift of God when you can enjoy what God has given you. It's a gift of God when you reap harvest from the gift and the deposit God has given you. It's a gift of God. So you need to release your gift to bless yourself. Look at what the Bible says again in the book of 1 Timothy 6, verse 17 to 18. King James says, Charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth us richly, all things to enjoy. He says that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate, ready to distribute, willing to charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth us richly. All things, number one, to enjoy. So when God gives you something, he gives you a gift, he expects you to enjoy your gift. Type in the comment box, I'm enjoying my gift. You must enjoy your gift. It's not, you should not feel sad when you enjoy dividends from the gift God has given you. You must enjoy your gift. Number three, and the most important of all, the third general reason why God gives us gifts and talents is to bless him or honor him. Is to bless him and honor him. And this is the most important of all. Of all the reasons why God will give to you, will give you gifts, is to honor him. Bring him honor, bring him glory. The Bible says in Matthew 5, 16, Let your light so shine before men that he may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. In the King James, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, he said, However, we possess this precious treasure, the divine light of the gospel in frail human vessels of earth, that the grandeur and exceeding greatness of the power might be shown to be from God and not from ourselves. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth, not the praises of yourself, not the praises of your gift. You are to manifest. When you manifest your gift, you are showing forth the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Oh, glory. It's exciting when you understand that your gift is designed to bring honor and glory to God. That's why you can't use your gift anyhow. You can't use your gift just for anybody. You have to use your gift in the honor of the greatest king who gave you that valuable gift. Now, those are general, those three things I share with you are general reasons why you must release your gift. I want us to get into the context of Matthew 25 and look at about eight contextual reasons why your gift needs to be released. Your gift cannot be buried. Like the one talent man, he went dark the earth and buried the gift. What a work. He wasted effort, energy. 
He buried the talent instead of releasing the gift. Why release your gift? You must release your gift to become a good servant. Release your gift. Release your gift to become a good servant. Matthew 25, verse 21. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a little. I will make you a ruler over many. Release your gift to become a good servant. Well done, good and faithful servant. You realize that that commendation was given to everyone who uses gift. The five-talent man releases gift. He was commended as a good servant. The two-talent man releases gift. He was commended as a good servant. In other words, what you do with your gift will determine whether you will be described as a good servant or not. We do good with our gift when we release it to honor God and bless others. I want you to take note of that. You do good with your gift when we let go of your gift. You release it to honor God and bless others. Let your light so shine that others may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Charge them that are rich in the world that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy, that they do good, that they do good with what God has given them, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate, willing to share. So we do good with our gift when we release it to honor God and bless others. You, you, remember, you remember when Jesus was on earth, how he used his gift. He did not use his gift to destroy man's life. In Luke chapter 9, verse 56, he said, For the Son of Man came not to destroy man's lives, but to save it. Your gift must not be used to destroy people. Your gift must not be used to sabotage people. Your gift must be used to do good unto others. Look again at 10, verse 38. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost. Don't forget the Holy Ghost is a gift also. In the book of Acts, we are told that you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And when the gift of the Holy Ghost was upon Christ, the Bible said he used it to do good. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the person of the Holy Ghost and with the power of the Holy Ghost. Who went about doing good and healing all them that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. How are you using your gifts? Are you using it to bless others? Are you using it to advance the cause of others? Are you using it to add value to others? Your gift must be used to do good. You must seize every opportunity to do good as a believer. That's what you are called to. We are called, we are, the Bible says, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. That's why Galatians chapter 6 verse 10 tells you, as you have opportunity, do good. Receive the grace to do good. May you do good in the office where you work. Do good to your husband. Do good to your pastor. Do good in your church. Do good to your classmates. Do good. When you release your gift, you become a good servant. You become a good servant. Release your gift to become a good servant. Number two, release your gift to become a faithful servant. He said, well done, good and faithful servant. Release your gift to become a faithful servant. A faithful servant. There are many good people who are not faithful. You can be a good servant and not a faithful servant. You can be a great servant, but not necessarily a good servant. God wants you to be both well done, good, and faithful servant. 
He says, you've been faithful over a few things. I will make you a ruler over many things. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. He said, this is how one should regard us. Anyone gifted should be regarded as such, as servants of Christ and as stewards. Every gifted person needs to regard himself that he's a steward. Many people sometimes don't know that. You are a steward. Whatever you have, you are a steward. He said, this is how we ought to be regarded. And as stewards, we need to understand what is most important, the most important requirement that we need to fulfill as stewards. What is it? First Corinthians 4, verse 2, he says, Moreover, it is required of stewards that a man be found faithful, that they be found faithful, that they be found faithful. May you be found faithful. May you be found faithful. May you be found faithful. Faithfulness is a principal requirement for stewardship. Faithfulness. Every steward is required to be faithful. Listen, everything you have, and I mean everything you have, your beauty, your intellect, your height, your money, your intelligence, everything you have, nothing left out. Everything you have, including all your gifts and abilities, everything you have was given to you by God. If you didn't hear that, I'm repeating it, you're hearing very loud and clear. It was given to you by God. The Bible said, naked I came from my mother's womb, naked I returned. You brought nothing. So everything you have, God gave it to you. Look at how the Bible puts it in the book of 1 Corinthians 4, verse 7. The CV version is interesting. He said, what is so special about you? What do you have that you were not given? And if it was given to you, how can you brag? You know, you meet some people and they talk as if they own heaven and earth. But the last time I checked, scripture still remains the same. The earth is a loss and the fullness thereof. You are, you are only given a little space to occupy. The earth still remains the Lord's. It's true. He has given the sons of men the earth to possess, but it's still his. So you must understand that everything you have is being given to you from God. You are a steward. Look at Matthew 25, verse 14 and 15. Then ESV said, for it will be like a man going to a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. He entrusted. You have been entrusted. Life is a gift. You've been entrusted with a gift. To one he gave. To one he gave. Every one of the servants, the five talents, the one talent, the two talent, all of them were recipients. I believe that you will walk in humility. You will walk with a certain level of cool-headedness if you understand that what you have is gifted to you. It's gifted to you. In the book of John chapter 3 and verse 27, this is what the Bible says. A person cannot receive even one thing. I like this translation so much. A person cannot receive even one thing unless it is given to him from heaven. When are you a faithful steward? I said, when you release your gift, you become a faithful steward. When are you a faithful steward? Take this. We are faithful stewards when we release our gifts for the purposes for which God our master intended them for. When you release your gift, there are people who are good. They are good at singing. They are good at music. But they are not using it for the purpose God intended them to use it. So when you are faithful, when you use your gift and talent for the purpose to which God intended them. The man who had one talent was unfaithful. Why? Because he didn't use it for the intended purpose. The intended purpose of his gift was not to bury it in the ground. 
The least form of use he could have put the gift was to put it in the bank like his master said. So when we use our gift for its intended purpose, then we become faithful servants. Don't forget, we are looking at eight contextual reasons why you must release your gift. Release your gift, number one, to become a good servant. Release your gift, number two, to become a faithful servant. Release your gift, number three, so you don't become a wasteful servant. Release your gift, so you don't become a wasteful servant. Matthew 25, verse 27. He said, then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming, I should have received what was my own with interest. Look at that. His master was thinking profit. His master was thinking increase. This guy was not thinking about anything like that. He says, you should have invested my money. Rather than bury it in the ground, you should have invested my money. And then, when I come, I would have received my own with interest. In other words, you have wasted my potential. You've wasted my gift. You've wasted the endowment I gave you. The one talent man robbed his master of his opportunity to have gotten some increase. Instead of banking it, if he had banked the money, the master would have received some amount of interest. But by burying the money, the master lost everything. God is not a waster. He's an investor. You can type in the comment box. God is not a waster. He's an investor. In fact, we see the nature of God. You know, one of the reasons why I like reading the Gospels, the Gospels gives us a revelation of how God practically operates amongst us. When Jesus came on earth, he came to show us practically how God is. And his interaction with people reveals a lot to us. That's why he was surprised. When Philip was surprised that he, Philip could ask him after three and a half years of their work with him. He said, show us the father. He said, Philip, ah, Philip, <laughs> Philip, how many times did I call your name? Philip. You've been with me so long, and you are asking that I show you the Father. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. That's what Jesus told him. And when Jesus was on earth, he manifested one of the attributes of the Father, and that is the fact that God is not a waster. He multiplied bread, and three, 5,000 men were fed. When they were fed and they finished, they fed, oh, great miracles. They were excited, and they were ongoing. Jesus said, the 12, called them, gathered the fragments. That's John chapter 6, verse 12, gathered the fragments. And I said to someone today, in this man, gather the fragments. Gather the fragments. I believe that's a prophetic word for somebody. Gather the fragment. The fragment, the fragment of your money, gather it. The coins you don't respect, gather it. The food that you keep wasting every night, you eat, and there's a chunk of the food that goes into the bin every night. Gather it. Gather the fragment. May you not be a waster. God is an investor. He's not a waster. When he gives you gift, he expects to receive returns. He doesn't expect to see the, ground the gift buried in the ground. He expects it. The least form is to get some interest on it. Number four, release your gift. So you don't become an unprofitable servant. All the other uh, guys, the first two, the, the five talent, the one talent, they were profitable servants. How do I know? Because the last one was described as an unprofitable servant. He was an unprofitable servant. The last guy was not profitable. You see, some people may not be profitable, but not necessarily wasters. There are people who are not profitable, but they are also not wasteful. But some people are unprofitable and wasteful. 
That is what the one talent man was. He was unprofitable and he was wasteful. It is calamitous to be unprofitable and wasteful at the same time. Because there are some people, they are working in your company, they work with you, they don't waste your resources. They are able to maintain the resources for you. But they are also not able to add on. You give them a church, you give them 10 people, and the 10 people after five years, the 10 people are there, but there has not been any increase. They have not wasted the resources, but they've also not added on. Some are wasteful and unprofitable. Some are profitable, but not wasteful. I pray that you will be profitable and you will preserve what God has given. Number five, release your gift so you don't lose it to a more fruitful person. Don't lose your gift to a more fruitful person. Release it. Release your gift so you don't lose it to a more fruitful person. Verse 27 to 28. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and under my coming I should have received it, what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has the ten talent. Take the talent. Take the talent. Take the talent. Take the talent. There's a lot of debate whether God takes back the things he gives to people. And I don't want to get into debate. My time is too short to get into debate. Maybe if you want a, a thorough review, we can meet and we'll have a discussion on that. But contextually, we are told, take the talent. That's what the Bible says. The man who did not invest the talent, who did not work with the talent, who did not release the talent, he was, uh, it was taken away from him. Look at uh, another context of the same uh, scripture. Luke chapter 19, verse 24 to 26. And he said to those who stood by, take the miner from him and give it to the one who has the 10 miners. And they said to him, Lord, he has 10 miners. I tell you that to everyone who has, more will be given. But from him who has not, even what he has will be taken away. When you are faithful, according to scripture, Proverbs 28, 20, God multiplies his resources to you. A faithful man shall not diminish with blessing. A faithful man abounds with blessing. But he that makes haste to be rich shall not be innocent. When you are faithful, when you use your gift well, this is how you get more. When you use your gift well, you, you discover that there are other gifts in you you didn't know before. And that's what sets you apart. The more you use your gift, the more you begin to discover that, hey, so I could do this, I could do that, I could do that, I could do that. As you begin to use your gift, you begin to see the manifold nature. I like that phrase from Ephesians, manifold grace of God. Many-sided, multifaceted gift of God. That's what happens. And then other people who are also gifted but have failed to use their gift now begin to feel jealous of you. They begin to get jealous. And it's, all because, it's not because you are giving more. It's because you are, you are using your gift and God is making sure that every other thing in you is coming out. But you must also understand that if you fail to use your gift, it can be taken away from you. Concerning Judas who betrayed Christ, prophetically it was said concerning him. Acts chapter 1 verse 24, it is written in the book of Psalms. May his come become desolate and let there be no one to dwell in it and let another Take his office. May no one take your office. The CV version says, in the book of Psalms, it says, leave his house empty and don't let anyone live there. It also says, leave someone, let someone also have his job. May someone not have your job. May the contribution God has wired you to make to humanity, may someone else not take your place. In the mighty name of Jesus, type in the comment box, nobody will take my place. 
In the book of Revelation, we see that when God gives us opportunities and we don't use them, they can be transferred. You know, every opportunity that God gives you is designed to fulfill God's purpose. And so when you don't use it, it can be transferred. It can be moved on to somebody else. If you are something and you, don't, you fail to deliver your agenda, somebody else will take your place. In the book of Revelation chapter uh, 3 verse 11, I am coming soon. Hold fast to what you have so that no one may seize your crown. So someone can seize your crown. May no one seize your crown. 2 John 1.8, he said, look to yourselves that you do not lose those things you worked for, but that we may receive full reward. You will have full reward. You have full reward from your gift. Number six, release your gift so you don't become wicked and lazy servants. Release your gift. Release your gift or else you'll be branded as lazy, wicked servant. I'm sure it's a brand you don't want. Who wants to be branded as slothful? Who wants to be branded as a wicked servant? I mean, wicked employee. If you are dismissed from a job and the endorsement you have on your form is you are a wicked and lazy servant, I'm not sure you'll be hired anywhere else again. But that was the brand this young man had. The man who would want talent, he buried it. And because he buried it, it was described as wicked and lazy. You know, wicked and lazy people, they would hold something beneficial that others need for their survival. There is something beneficial you have. And if you're a Christian, Christ is the greatest gift God gave to us. And you must share Christ with everybody. When you withhold that which is precious, that which others need, in order to live a meaningful life from them, you have become a wicked and lazy servant. In the book of Proverbs 3, verse 27 to 28, it says, Do not withhold good from them to whom it is you, when it is in your power to do it. Now, he says, do not say to your neighbor, go and come again, and tomorrow I will give you, when you have it with you. Very insightful and instructive. Very insightful. Very insightful and instructive. Laziness and wickedness are twin brothers. They go together. When you are lazy, it's a sign that you are wicked because you simply don't want others to benefit from your contribution. That's what a lazy man does. A lazy man is not someone who is not gifted. He's somebody who is gifted, but is wicked because he doesn't want others to benefit from his knowledge, his experience, his skill. He wants to enjoy from everybody else, but he doesn't want to release his so others can also be blessed by it. Number seven, release your gift so you can experience promotion Progress and prosperity in life. I'm sure you want promotion. I'm sure you desire prosperity. I'm sure you desire progress. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 4 verse 18, the path of the just is like a shining light that shines more and more onto a perfect day. That's progress. God wants you to make progress. He wants you to move from glory to glory. We all with open face. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18, beholding us in the glass are changed from glory to glory. Glory to glory, glory to glory, by the Spirit of God. That's progress. When the man came, he told them, I will make you a ruler over many. Now, I want you to understand that God is interested in your promotion. God is interested in your prosperity. God is interested in your progress. But not until your faithfulness is proven. You need to prove yourself faithful. He wants to commit more into your hands 
but you must be faithful. He wants to commit more funds into your hands. He wants to give you more money, but his concern is, will you use it to advance the cause? Will you give it for the benefit of the church? Will you use it to bless those who are in need around you? I will make you a ruler. When you learn to release your gift, you, you position yourself for promotion, elevation, and progress in life. In the book of Psalms, 75, verse 5 and 6, he said, for promotion coming up from the east and the west, God is a judge. He puts down one and sets up another. In other words, when God judges you faithful, he changes your level. Your level is changing. Your level is changing. Your level, your financial level is changing. Your spiritual level is changing. Your emotional tank is changing. You are moving from glory to glory. Finally and finally, release your gift so you can experience true joy and fulfillment in life. And this is it. This is it. He says, you've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you a ruler over many things. Enter now into the joy of your Lord. That's joy. You know people who are most joyous. Joyous people are not the people who are necessarily the richest, but they are the people who are standing and fulfilling their calling. People who are operating from their area of giftedness. You see, when you see your gift change lives, when you see your gift make a difference in other people, when you see your gift bring meaning to lives where there was no meaning, there's no amount of pay that can match the satisfaction, the feeling, and the joy that that brings, the fulfillment. Many people live unfulfilled lives, particularly in a part of a world because people are driven by monetary gains instead of being driven by impact where you become impact-driven, where you become change-driven, where you become significant-driven, instead of money-driven, you would explore and begin to operate from your area of giftedness. And when you operate from the area of your giftedness, you experience true joy and you find fulfillment. I pray that having discovered these eight truths, you will learn, you will be motivated, you will be energized, you will be empowered to release your gift. No more are you going to hold on to your gift. No more are you going to bury your gift. Any gift that you have allowed to be buried, any gift you have intentionally buried or accidentally buried, I charge you by the mercies of God today. Go back, take back that gift. The Bible said, neglect not the gift of God. That is indeed. Don't neglect the gift. Go back to it. Pick up the gift and get ready to make a difference in your world. You are ordained. To make a difference. And a difference you will surely make in Jesus' precious name. What an awesome time. I trust you've been blessed. Great time. I've been blessed teaching this and sharing this truth with you. God richly bless you for making the time to be here. And we look forward to having you join us same time next week as we continue in this episode. If you want to accept Jesus and make him your Lord and Savior, you want to say this prayer after me. Mean every word and then believe it in your heart. Say, Lord Jesus. I confess that you are my Lord and my Savior. I believe with my heart that you died and rose again for me. By my belief, I am justified. And by my confession, I am saved. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. If you pray that prayer in faith, you are a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. God bless you. We we'll look forward to having you. Join us again and again. We are blessed. 
Pastor Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our service at our headquarter church from 8.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. for our good news service. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santata Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Life Chapel, Facebook or YouTube pages. God richly bless you. No, no.